Hello, hello. I'm Strider, your host here and author in the headlines. And today we have Giffer Brown of Chanticleer. Chanticleer, so many things. Giffer, we'll talk about that, but welcome. So glad to be here. Giffer, as I said, is part of Chanticleer book reviews, editorial services, awards, on and on and on. And we'll get into that. But in your office, I also want to say hello to, to David and, and Sharon and Angus and and uh, did, gosh, the whole batch of you, there are a batch of you supporting Chanticleer. And thank you. I appreciate yeah. your service very much because I've certainly used you. <laughs> now, now you're thank the big you. dog of the system. However, probably rooster isn't a good term either, although that's your icon. <laughs> I, I am the head hen. You're the I head hen. And head uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the Chanticleer rooster is the icon of the business there. And uh, I can I can vouch for that because I've been there and seen it. <laughs> what exactly is Chanticleer and what do you offer there? I will say, as you know, we're we're based out of Bellingham, Washington. And uh, I'd say we're local and, and organic and homegrown, which we are, even though we are known internationally, um, which is kind of crazy to me. I When I first started getting um, clients from Tokyo and the UK and India and Spain and wherever. And I'm like, Andy, exactly. I just thought we would get people, you know, around Bellingham. And he's like, internet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Global internet, world yeah. wide web. Yeah. So it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No. Yes. It's called uh, Chanticleer book reviews, which you certainly do professional reviews, uh, editorial services to assist authors in getting their book out there and done correctly so that it's done right. Um, and we'll talk about all those different kinds of services. Also the awards, uh, the SIBA awards, which are world known, Chanticleer uh, National Book Award. And that's coming up this spring, um, which it does every year. In fact, I will say I was one of the honored few that actually was there during COVID and all 10 of us sat across the room from each other <laughs> and had to make lots of noise so that people out there heard it when it was on, on the Zoom connection. That was fun. And I've been there every year. So well, we are so glad to, to have you uh, there. And you add so much to it. Everyone, I don't know, people always ask me, why is Chanticleer Conference just so special? And I say it's all because of the attendees and the participants. They make it. You guys it make it. Both those teaching classes and those just around that you associate with, it is those associations that make this very independent business of writing into something really special, uh, as I have learned. And I go to meet people. And that was not a person that I was prior. But at uh, my very first convention that I went to, a conference, I made a point of I will have to speak with so many people while I'm here, and I, I mean, like this hour, I will have to find someone I do not know, sit down and talk with them. That was not simple. I mean, I talk, okay, but just to, otherwise I, I sit back and I just kind of absorb, but I needed more than that. That's, that's part of what I was doing. And that happens at these conferences. And as you know, everybody's very willing and, and pleasant and um, a great camaraderie, I think. It is. And we're all there for the same reason, to share and to grow, to learn. And that's why you go to a conference and sometimes to win an award. 
as your name implies, you are um, Chanticleer book reviews. Now, was that where you started out in this? Yes. Um, we did. I did start out with doing editorial book reviews because way back in the Stone Age, <laughs> 2011 and 2012, when we started this, uh, digital books were brand new. They just had been created. Uh, I think in 2010, and people are still like, what is that? But it it shifted the entire publishing industry. We did some A-B testing because of Argus, you know him, and we did some stuff, but I had this idea, but I remember I went back to um, <clears throat> publishing school at Western at 50, because I had some novels in me and I knew I didn't know what I didn't know. We had this kid, come up from uh, Amazon and he was talking, this was spring of 2009 of this new thing called digital books and eBooks and ePubs. So I came home and was talking with Andy over a glass of wine and uh, I was telling him about this and he's like, well, that's interesting. So anyway, we started uh, with that and have been riding that wave ever since. We started out doing that. And the first conference that I set up my little booth at, my little table uh, with a little science uh, science fair board. Remember those trifold yep. boards you would do for science fairs? Backdrops, you bet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had one of those. Um, and I had my little table out there and I thought people were gonna throw tomatoes and eggs and they were giving me the side eye. You're, you know, you're those that indie press that those self-published people. Eek. Um, yeah, not traditional. And, uh, right. And then we just kept persevering. And then we, it just, as you know now, <clears throat> it's a very much accepted way of being published. And some of our most successful people are self-published in the industry, and it has changed the entire publishing industry. So we started out with um, the book reviews and we'd have to, because we are editorial, we'd have to tell people like, well, your book has some problems. And, and like in publishing school, we just can't say, well, we don't like it. We have to no, say what the problem is. You have to have a reason. Is. You have to have, yes. yes. You know, that did makes you it head a professional hot? review, it, not just right? a, yes, a right. review. And that's the difference with the editorial review. We have to state what it is. And um, and why we like it or why or what the problem is. Either way, we just can't just say I like it, and you know, for just and that's that. Although I do why. recognize, I do a lot of reviews, and you know, within the first couple of pages, uh, it's it's either going to make it or it isn't because of the way they put things together, their prose, the structure of things, um, how much editing they need. You can really mm -hmm. determine that really quickly, although oh, yes. you need to go through the whole book. That's just part of the journey. So that's kind of how we got into editing and because people just, uh, they're, we call them in the business baby editors, and then there are senior editors that have a lot of experience under their belt. And then I uh, started realizing more and more how important a manuscript overview is for authors. Now, that's something I want to break in right here because there are so many kinds of both reviews. I mean, what, there are five different kinds of reviews, uh, your consumer reviews, peer reviews, 
editorial reviews, manuscript reviews, professional, all kinds of reviews, but there's also just as many kinds of editing, maybe more. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even, when I first started this, I had no idea. Of course, like you said before, my favorite term here is I didn't even know what I didn't know. Um, or when do they use each type? My first thing I would tell anyone is that if you only have 500 bucks to spend on the editing of a book, I believe the best thing you can do is to get a manuscript overview, which is when you have someone you've never seen and talked to before, read your book and see if they can see the, the your or the author's film that's in your head that you see when you're writing the book. Can they, as they're reading the manuscript, can they see that? Now, that's also known it. as a developmental editing, correct? A little bit different. Uh, oh, manuscript overview is more um, broad strokes. Uh, like, do you have a story? Uh, does it get a little saggy in the middle? Do you have four stories? Our biggest thing is people are writing four different stories in one story. And it's like, you really need to focus. Yeah, break it down. Um, okay, so that's good. An early edit to say early. whether or not there is really... Um, meat in the subject and yeah, do you or have a story? you need to cut smaller pieces. <laughs> so that's the first thing I would say. And do and I tell people, they're like, well, I'm going to get it copy edited and I'm going to do this and that. And it's like, no, first do this. And you, first of all, you want to make sure you have a story. Uh, then if you, if there's still some problems, then you get into the developmental editing where maybe you need to work on a character or what the plot is. Uh, what are the objectives? What's the goal? Do you have a, an anti-hero, a hero? You know, how do you, how does your story fit in or deviate from classical storytelling? Because yes. readers, readers expect a certain pace. They expect a certain development. It's just what they have learned to do. Um, For each type of genre. Very correct. For each type of genre and each genre definitely has its own pace. And, and method. I agree very much. Yeah, like your epic fantasies, some people would just like can never read Lord of the Rings. It's like, oh my God. And then other people's like, oh, they get into every little thing. It's like Game of Thrones, right? Every it's little true. thing. Epic, little detail. Epic fantasy, and then you've yes. got your, yeah, and your thrillers are like, I want a page turner. After developmental, I would say you would have line editing, which is basically line by line, this is the story, every sentence moving the story forward. Are you having chapter arcs with every chapter and then that fits in with the overall arc? And then if you're doing a series, does it hang into the overall uh, series arc? So there's a whole type of world building. And also to make sure that the other thing, problems we see a lot are white rooms and talking heads, which you just have all this dialogue going, but you have no idea where you are. Yeah. Is that the dialogue is carrying a story of its own, but you miss everything else behind it. So they're missing the world building in that case. Um, the and and the atmosphere is. is a character. It is. In fact, it becomes a very, very strong character because it can actually be as, if not more important than some of the dialogue going on or what's happening in it, because it, it does carry the scene and the background feel of it for a reader. And it sets the mood, the tone, everything. So, mm -hmm. and then you get into you know copy, 
editing, which is basically adhering to a style guide and that, you know, you're, if you're in, uh, say your story takes place in England that you're saying happy Christmas instead of Merry Christmas, you know, that sort of thing. I guess that's the part where um, historical fiction or historical romance even, um, anything that, that fits into a particular phase has to stick with that during the entire story. It, copy editing deals with, with, I guess, the logistics of it. That is the copy editor and what they, they do that up against a style guide that I tell, I advise everyone to have with their characters um, and where the characters live and a, a call a story Bible. As if you ever, God, wouldn't this be wonderful if Netflix or Hulu picked up your story, the first thing they'll do is ask you for your story Bible. In fact, so. we we had a uh, uh, a session just a while back with Dan Garland that uh, on the story Bibles and her business, and that can be found too on on our author's resources page. Uh, where, by the way, as long as I just broke that in, uh, we will have Chanticleer available at DurhamInPublishing.com's author resources page for any authors out there that need assistance in your editing, the other services, your all that'll be there available. So. No, I didn't forget that. So. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, and then, and then, of course, then you get into proofing, which everybody thinks editing is, which is very mechanical. The main thing, though, is one editor, and I've been doing this now for a while, cannot do them all. One of our best developmental editors, I would never ask to proof because he's a horrible speller. He doesn't even see typos, but he is but he's great at the development of the story. And then you've got the people that are great at finding the typos and they're going, oh, I didn't, I wasn't reading it. I was looking for errors. So uh, each one of these editors are a different beast. When I read now, I actually, on occasion, I have a difficulty reading for enjoyment because I'm reading, kind of taking apart the manuscript as I would editing it. Looking at my own work, you, see kind of what you expect to see and miss things that are actually right in front of you. Uh, your sentence structure, your words, you read something else. And I've done that over and over. So I understand that. Now, yeah, your brain editor. sees, yeah, your brain sees it differently than, than your eyes. It's, so, it's weird, but it's true. Yeah, Pointer uh, Research does a lot. We get all about this in publishing school and they do all these tests where you know they put the things on your head and electrodes and have you read and and uh but yeah it's almost impossible unless you're mozart to edit your own work it's true because you just can't see it so that's how we got in from so from reviews to people needing good editors qualified editors to the manuscript overviews which if you had a literary agent would do for you, right? <laughs> yes, but <laughs> now that's true. Now this would be mostly, I say mostly for indie authors, independently published authors, because they don't have an outside editor, publisher to do it for them with them. Uh, right. It still needs done no matter which way you go. Or your liter literary agent. And literary so, because none of none of these people, if you're traditionally published with a literary agent, with a publishing house, make any money until the story sold. So they're looking for something that has commercial viability. So 
they're like, and, 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 and I keep telling this editors really don't create and creators really don't edit. It's been my, I like that. Yeah. And so what they're wanting for the writer to do is to come up, write that story, write the next story, write the next story, you know, yeah. like, like Dagoni with his, you know, what, 30 books or whatever, That's right? right. Many editors to go through and correct them. Yeah. And that's how they can write. You wonder, yeah. like, how do they write so many books a year? Well, that's how they. That's how they have early intervention, <laughs> and that's what a manuscript overview. It's early intervention. <laughs> so. Now, you also this is the editing part of it. Um, some of the services you have there. You also have the SIBA awards, which are huge. Um, how many different categories do you have now in the SIBA awards? I think we have 25 divisions. And once again, that started, I keep saying organically, because one category was sci-fi, fantasy, and paranormal. And then we had the other one, the M&Ms, which was thrillers and cozies and, and <laughs> global Throw it thrillers. Throw in the pot. It's your salad. Yeah. And, just, yeah. yeah. and then, and then as, as we get so many entries, it's just like we had Chaucer for historical, and then Goethe, and now Hemingway because we just received so many wonderful entries. Um, and, and you do. I've seen we, lists. <laughs> they are yeah. long lists that you have to and work I, your way through. Um, oh, that's yeah. impressive all by itself. <laughs> I will tell you this. The book awards are a labor of love. Contact Chanticleer Reviews, book reviews. You can look it up online. It's easy to search for. You go to dermanpublishing.com and look under their author resources pages. They'll be there under several categories. Um, and get your work edited, uh, written, <laughs> edited, rewritten, re-edited, <laughs> rewritten, and finally out to um, the book awards and stand in that line and, and hopefully have the crowds cheer for you and your work. And that is superior. It's, it's I can't can't tell you how great that is. I could tell mm -hmm. you, but it's better if you're there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I always tell everyone, you don't have to be present to win, but it's a lot more fun. Yeah, because there are people <laughs> there from around the world. It's a long way to get there. So we understand that too. So Kiffer, thank you for being a part of us today. I am sure we'll have to have you back um, <laughs> because there's just too much to say. Too much to say, say in this this short you know time we have together. Write fast, edit slow. Oh, there you go. I like that. I'll have to put that up on my wall here. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Kiffer. I will be seeing you before too long. Chanticleer Conference. I will be there. <laughs> I will be there in person. And until then, we'll have to say goodbye for now. And to the rest of you, I'm Strider, your host here at Author in the Headlights. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, goodbye. Sponsored by DermanPublishing.com.